You're listening to the Sasquatch Trail Runners Podcast, where every run is a trail party. I'm your host, Kim Levinsky, and today's episode is the recording from our Facebook Live interview series on Wednesday, July 28, 2021. We sat down with trail ninja Don Weiss, the director of donor advising for the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference, to hear all about how he was growing our sport through the trail conference trail runs. So sit back and relax, or go out and hit the trails and enjoy the show. Okay, hello everybody, and welcome to the Sasquatch Trail Runners Run Venture Facebook Live series. My name is Kim Levinsky. I am the owner and race director for Sasquatch Trail Runners in New Jersey. Tonight we're going to be interviewing the amazing Don Weiss of the New York New Jersey Trail Conference. But before we jump into the interview, I'm going to share a few updates with you on what is happening in the wonderful world of Sasquatch Trail Running. So next up for us, we've got the Harriman Big Bear Squatch. That is this Saturday, July 31st at Harriman State Park in Tuxedo, New York. This is our first trail party in the state of New York. We are so excited about it. This event completely sold out just a couple weeks after opening up registration. So we are maxed out on that. We are slowly adding a couple of runners off of the wait list, but it's not moving that quickly. So if you're deep on there, it's not looking good for you to get on. But we do have a lot of other exciting events coming up. So before I tell you about those events, this is gonna be one of many, many, many thank yous that you're gonna hear me say to our volunteer dream team. This race at Harriman is calling for a ton of volunteers. We have two aid stations that are on the course for the half marathon and the logistics of that require some of them to be hiking in with the supplies to help you guys out who are doing that half marathon. So thank you so much to everyone who's coming out to the race. And if you haven't volunteered at all, you might not know that it's not just the race day volunteers that you see in person. There's a lot of other things going on behind the scenes. We have people coming out to help me mark the course on Friday. There's people who are coming out after the race to sweep the course, take all the markers down. People who are coming out when the race is over to help me clean up. So it's just a lot of hands that go into making the trail magic happen. So Remember, anytime you're at a race, not just ours, take a time, take a second to just thank those volunteers who are making the race happen because these races don't happen without the volunteers. So um, also, I want to share one thing. We are serving watermelon and ice cream at the finish line for Harriman Big Bear. So that is an exciting thing we're going to be having on Saturday. Uh, after Big Bear Squatch, we have the first ever Backyard Squatch Ultra. That is happening on August 28th at the beautiful Stokes State Forest in Branchville, New Jersey. So this is just like the famous Big Backyard that happens every year. Uh, we have a 4.16666 mile trail loop that actually very closely replicates the loop at Big's Backyard. There's about 100 feet of gain per mile and it's 100% single track. So you guys will be doing that during the daylight hours. When nighttime falls, we're switching over to an out and back road course, which also has about 100 feet of elevation gain per mile. Registration is live on Ultra Sign Up. We are only limited to 80 spots. So I think uh, we're probably up to like 15 or 20 so far. So make sure you get on there and get a spot. The other really exciting thing about this race, and we announced this last night on social media, Laz Lakes, the the Laz of Big's Backyard emailed us yesterday and said that he is making the Backyard Squatch Ultra a bronze ticket event. So what that means is that the winner of the Backyard Squatch gets a bronze ticket 
to enter the Capitol Backyard Ultra, which is happening in Virginia next May. The winner of Capitol earns a place on the USA team for the 2022 World Team Championships. This is really cool. I mean, first of all, again, email from Laz telling us, you know, he's excited about our race and he wants to make it a bronze ticket event is awesome. He also shared that we are the first event in the country to be made the status of bronze ticket. So it's very exciting. I'm excited for him. I'm always happy for other race directors. I mean, his, this whole backyard thing has exploded unless you've been living under a rock. Uh, it's exploded in the last couple of years. So to be connected with them and affiliated with Biggs is definitely an honor. And it's something that uh, we're really excited about. So as always, we're putting a squatchy twist on it. We are supporting our charity partner, Success. They distribute new socks to those in need all around New Jersey. So since 2018, because of you guys, we have donated over 2,000 pairs of socks to Success. Um, so that's very exciting. We're excited to support them again with this race in August. And of course, we'll be supporting them at the last Squatch Standing, which is our annual event. Now, this announcement is far off, but I do want to get it on your radar. So we are making a couple of changes to our annual Squatchy Leftovers race in November. We're still having it. It's happening at the South Mountain Reservation. Traditionally, we have a 5K and a 10K. This year, we are adding a 25K and a 50K option to this. So I want to give you the backstory on it because it's really, it's a neat story. So the 50K is going to be a very special race this year. If you've been following our podcast and this live series, you can remember a couple months ago, we had on ultra running legend and a dear friend to Sasquatch Trail Running, Trishal Churns. He came on and told us all about his adventures in the trail and road world. He's, he's considered really the multi-day king in ultra running. Um, so Trishal reached out to me. This is last weekend. I saw him at James's race over at um, Tamaquas Park. And he asked if we would consider doing an ultra in the fall because he is coming up on his 300th, 300, his 300th ultra marathon and for, the, for lifetime. And he, he said, I'm very honored about this. I'm, I was very touched and thankful for it. He asked if, if we could put on a race so that number 300 would be uh, a Sasquatch event. It's, it's so cool. So uh, we're going to do that. I mean, it's an honor to do that. Um, and I, I said to him last weekend, you know what, we should call it the Maple Leaf 50K, right? So if you don't know, Trishal is Canadian. So I think it's just a really neat way to honor his accomplishments in the sport. And he certainly helped grow it. And uh, he's become a dear friend to me and to Sasquatch. So I hope you can join us in celebrating this major milestone for him. Again, that's the, the weekend of Thanksgiving. It's that Saturday. And you can sign up for 5K, 10K, 25K, or a 50K. And that is all happening on our 5K loop our race loop at the South Mountain Reservation, West Orange, New Jersey. So, okay, that wraps it up for our Sasquatch updates right now. If you want to learn more about the rest of our events for 2021, you can check them out on our website, which is sasquatrailrunning.com. So the reason you're all here, Don Weiss, I'm so excited to talk with Don tonight to hear his story about how he's growing the trail running and hiking community in New York and New Jersey. So real quick, before we jump into the chat, I'm going to share a little intro on Don, and then we'll get into the interview. So Don Weiss, he's the Director of Donor Advising for the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference. Don is an author, a hike leader, environmental advocate, and a trail conference lifetime member. He joined the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference staff in 2011. 
He's the leader of the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference Group Runs, which welcomes runners of all paces to enjoy beautiful trails in New York and New Jersey. Don has become a great friend to Sasquatch Trail Running, and he's served. I, I kind of view him as like the, the Squatchtastic liaison um, for all of our fundraising efforts that we do with the Trail Conference. Uh, he's also the mastermind behind the race courses for the Harriman Big Bear Squatch on July 31st, and you will not be disappointed with both of those loops. So on a personal note, Don and his new wife, Kim, have become dear friends to me. Um, you know, how we connected a few years ago, Don reached out when Sasquad was just starting. This is back in 2018. And, and he asked if we'd be interested in connecting and striking up some form of partnership. And, you know, I, I knew the trail conference, they are the powerhouse of building and maintaining, protecting the trails. And to me, that was a no brainer. I didn't even hesitate with saying yes. Um, and since then, Don and Kim as well, they've become just great friends to me. And um, I'm so thankful for our friendship and what they've done to help grow um, our community here that we have. So Don, thank you so much for coming on the Zoom. It's my pleasure. It's going to be fun. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's like going to be here. it's going to be a great night. I, we've got uh, you know some questions lined up. If you are watching live on Facebook, you can use the live chat feature, drop questions and comments throughout the night. I can relay them to Don as we go on. Um, so Don, how are you doing tonight? Good, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a beautiful, cool night out here in Wild West Milford and uh, just hanging out, on the, uh, hanging out on the deck, looking out at the lake and hanging with Kim's, uh, Kim's kids, so. Oh, that's awesome. And congratulations. You guys just got married uh, about a month ago, right? Yep. Yep. We had our month anniversary like two days ago. And, I love uh, it. Yeah. Trail so. love. Trail love. <laughs> Sneak the quick honeymoon in there too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Don. So we always like to start with each of our guests just to hear your trail story. So walk us through how did you get involved in trail running and hiking the outdoors I we were talking about this before the video started I haven't heard this story so I am very excited to hear that and by the way I've got my New York New Jersey trail conference shirt on just to, all right you know, rep for tonight <laughs> so yeah walk okay. us through tell us give us the lowdown on how how you got involved in the trails so it's really weird you know I came from one of those parts of the country where um you know where people say trails what you know it was the right. flats of uh, flats of Chicago, and my folks moved out to uh, they moved out to uh, New Jersey uh, when I was at a pretty young age. Uh, they were both city Chicago people, um, but my dad really loved nature, and and you know they got to Lake Michigan, and so they got me and and my siblings out on the trails, uh, and I just really loved it. I just really connected with it. Um, it reminded me of being on vacation on Lake Michigan, where it's all, you know, like limestone cliffs and forests and great. So, um, so I started to get into, get into hiking at the same time as, you know, I started to get into things like track and field and other sports. So uh, I didn't know that these two worlds were going to like merge somehow. Um, you know, I was like the, the hundred yard dash guy and the long right. jumper, you know, like I, uh, I was very proud when I was 13. I broke the state championship record in uh, the long jump of all things. Wow. So nothing to do with long distance running. 
And so I was so excited to go to high school, run track. And I said, I'm going to sign up for the fall track team. And they said, well, son, there is no fall track team. You mean football, right? Or soccer? Right. Like, no, I want to run. And they said, well, we have this thing called cross country and, uh, you know, you're going to hate it. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I tried it and uh, it was a big change and it took, it took a number of years to become any good at it. You know, I got like most improved athlete for a couple of years. And I finally, by junior year, I got to be on the, you know, top three on the team and, and stuff. So, you know, I started to throw down some better times then. And I was excited for college and, uh, you know, really kind of like running trails and having fun during the off season. Um, and then um, I was having all kinds of hip pain and the doctor said, well, son, you've got this a long time ago. The doctor said, son, you got arthritis. You're never going to run again. You know, you should like take it easy or something, what? which is not what they tell you to do now. Right. And so, you know, got into college. Uh, I, you know, I couldn't race at that time. For some reason, the arthritis was really bad at that point in my life. Um, and, um, you know, kind of like went down the party route a little bit. But, you know, once college ended, I, I found my way back through the trails. I, you know, I still couldn't run for many years. I, I really couldn't run until I was almost 40, um, wow. late 30s anyway. And uh, but I used hiking to stay in shape. And, uh, you know, big uphills, climbing Stone Town, you know, climbing Windbeam Mountain and stuff like that to right. stay in shape. And, uh, you know, it kept me strong. And it eventually, I think, really led to being able to get back into running. And, mm. um, and so started out with road racing and three mile runs and 10Ks and, you know, all the crazy heart in your throat kind of, you know, fast yeah. races. <laughs> and, uh, you know, got back into trail running. Um, and, uh yeah, it's just been a, a really wonderful journey. And here I am, I'm going to turn 59 and, you know, like I can run again and yeah. run, be a, uh, like an 80 year old runner. And, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been really exciting. And, uh, and what a journey, you know. That's awesome. You know, we have mutual friends. I, I think often about uh, Kathleen Davies and, and yeah. Arch Seaman. I mean, man, talk about life goals. They're still out there, you know, Kathleen's in her late seventies. Arch is 80. I think he's like 80, 86 years old. Yeah. Something um, like that. It's incredible. And they're still out hiking and uh, doing a little bit of jogging and uh, it's great. It's great. It's a yeah. lifetime sport, you know? And, you know, I just really love, I love the, the two different energies that you get from like leading hikes and mm. leading trail runs. They're, they're right. totally different. Um, and they're both good. Uh, I mean, the people are different. I love the, the youthful exuberance of, of trail running. Um, but I also love the like slowing down and, and, you know, finding things in the woods kind of thing. That yes. you get from hiking. Totally. Um, totally. All right. You got to walk us through, I know a little bit of this story, but I want to hear kind of all the details of your journey to the New York, New Jersey trail conference. Cause you've been with them now a number of years and it's really shaping into, I, I, I'm assuming you would say it's your career, you know, long-term mm -hmm. career. So um, can you tell us how you got involved in, well, maybe we should start with what is the trail conference and then, because some people might not be familiar with that. And then sure, can, sure. Can yeah, let's story. start with that. That's, that's a good one. So yeah, you know, uh, I always say to people that, you know, we, we need to know who the trail conference is because someday our kids are going to, you know, come up to us and ask us like, mommy, daddy, where do trails come from? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to say, you know, 
there's this organization out there. You know, the, the, the big thing is like, um, like I lived in, in Europe and in Europe, there's a wonderful trail system and it is maintained by people's taxes and by the government and, um, you know, and those trails will never go away unless the governments break down. In the United States, it's quite different. Um, you know, if you go to certain states in the Midwest and in the South, they have no trails. They, they have nice woods, but uh, there's nobody to, um, to make the trails, to preserve the, the land and all that type of thing. Right. Here's different, you know, especially if you think about New York State. New York State has this rich heritage of, of parks. There were very wealthy families, the Harrimans and the Rockefellers and, you know, uh, all those, those folks who had huge pieces of land that they donated um, to the state and they became state parks. And out of that, you know, in 1920, um, grew the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference. It was then known as the Palisades Interstate Park Trail Conference. And it all started um, when Benton Mackay, the father of the Appalachian Trail and the local tramping groups, you know, the people who would like tramp across uh, public and private land and, you know, and take the train to this from the city out to get there and take the train back all smelly. Um, they, <laughs> they all decided that, you know, what they really wanted to do was um, make a trail that was going to go from Washington, D.C. to the White Mountains, um, mm. connecting all the communities. And then they said, and we've got Mary Harriman, who in 1910 uh, just made this huge, do huge donation to uh, New York State. Uh, of what's now Harriman and Bear Mountain, mm -hmm. a smaller version of it. Um, and so they met on the rooftop of Abercrombie and Fitch in New York City, where mm -hmm. Abercrombie and Fitch was like an out, outdoor outfitter place. Um, and on the rooftop of it, they had lean-tos. So in the middle really? of Manhattan, in a lean-to, Benton Mackay, the fathers of the trail conference and the other tramping groups all got together and said, we're going to build a first trail across Harriman. And that was in 1920, they built the Ramapo Dunderberg Trail, which is what we're going to be running on. Yes. On Saturday. Yes. Um, and uh, they built it all the way from Tuxedo, New York, to the Hudson River. And based on that success, they decided, okay, now we're going to build the first section of the Appalachian Trail. And that also went from the Hudson River to like Southfields, roughly Tuxedo, New York. And and the organization, uh, you know, became the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference as they built out the AT across both states, New York and New Jersey, uh, and then eventually, you know, Georgia to Maine um, with other groups. Um, uh, so that's like how the organization started. And the way they do it is a really bizarre model that, you know, looks like it could never work, but it's worked for 100 years. They used 2000 plus volunteers. We had 2500 of them last year. Um, who all maintain a little section of trail, like maybe a mile and a half or three miles of trails. Um, and then there's a volunteer supervisor structure above it. And then a staff that makes it all somehow work. We do mm. the recruiting, the training, supporting. Um, and, but we do a lot more than that. We also uh, raise money to protect land because you can't have trails without land. And if you have trails without protected land, they tend to go away because you right. know somebody buys them. Um, so there's that. And then we're also making books and maps. We're caring for the, uh, the, the parks themselves, controlling invasive plants and things like that. And, uh, you know, keeping the public safe with stewards and stuff. So 
it's a whole big crazy world, uh, you know, and uh, my job as director of donor advising is to, you know, try and take care of the money side of it because we got to have the $2,500 uh, 2500 volunteers, but we also have to train them and recruit right. them and support them and tools and everything else. So I got to raise the three and a half million bucks a year to uh, make it all work somehow. Um, and there are 2,145 miles of trails cared for by the organization, but they are spread out across like 26 different counties. And in some of the ro most remote spots you can imagine, uh, of like the Catskills and you've been mm. to a lot of these places, Kim. So It's so awesome. I love it. We've got uh, some people commenting. I love the trail history. Thank you for the history lesson. And uh, I'm so glad you share that. You know, I was on Bear Mountain last week and uh, going over the Bear Mountain Bridge. They've got those placards of kind of the little bit of history. And I remember reading it. I'm, I'm glad you talked about uh, Mary Harriman and that whole history of her donating the land. Um, that's really, really neat. So the trail conference is, I know you guys are celebrating the centennial. Was that this year or was it the last year? Well, it was 2020. It was fall of 2020, 2020 but you know, pandemic. So we're, we're making it 2021. Yeah. Yeah. You got to stretch it out. Um, yeah. That's so awesome. I know Je Jessica Smeo is on here. I know she's a trail, she's a maintainer for you guys Yeah. over at uh, Norman Green and, and at the Gap. So um, it's so cool. So how did you, like, what got you why did you want to work for the trail conference? What, what made you yeah. seek after that job? And what was that whole journey like? So, you know, I, I graduated college and, uh, um, you know, I had like the economics degree and, you know, working on the MBA and going to make money. Cause that's what dad said would be a good career move. And, you know, and I ended up in kind of like corporate and sales and, um, making good money. I got to travel to Europe and, and that type of thing, live, live over there for quite a few years. Um, so that was all cool, but it just like my heart wasn't there. Mm. And, um, you know, at some point I made enough that I said, I think I could make the jump. And um, so I started working on the executive director at the time and, you know, trying to work for him. And he said, why don't you join our board? And so I joined the board, you know, no pay, uh -huh. but, you know. Right. You know, and uh, got involved in all kinds of different stuff. I, I became a hike leader, uh, board member, author of hiking books. That's a, another story. Um, and trail maintainer and different roles in the organization. So um, and then I kept writing uh, plans like business plans for the organization to be more successful because I saw I was starting to see that every time the organization grew a little bit more financially, you would see the results almost immediately on the trail because they go into mm. this like volunteer multiplier, uh, right. you know, where if they raise, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, they turn it into $400,000 worth of work through volunteers. Wow. So I'm like, this is what we need to do right? <laughs> you know, we need to, you know, make this organization be able to serve a, a larger area and serve it better. Um, so finally uh, in 2011, um, Ed Goodell, the executive director said, I've got a job for you and you're not going to like it. He said, you're going to be, you know, you won't be able to pay your bills. I was reporting <laughs> to the development director at that time and uh, doing, doing fundraising work though. So I, I took the job and uh, you know, and then it just kind of grew from there. Um, That's awesome. And so when, when did you transition to your current title? Cause that was different, right. Than when you first started. Yeah. Um, 
So after about a year, a little less than a year, the development director quit because um, he was concerned about the raising enough money for the, uh, that big Darlington schoolhouse, you know, mm. we were clearly outgrowing our, our building and, you know, and we decided to preserve a historic building in, in Mawa, mm -hmm. um, which is really cool. It's got three different architectural styles. It's like super iconic. Yes. Um, but, uh, but he left and then the boss said, uh, well, you're it now. And we've got a lot of money to raise. So that's, that's where it started. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And if you're listening or watching and you haven't been to the schoolhouse over in Mawa, take a trip over there. It is really neat. We host our annual onesie race there. That's the start finish. And then this past year, we did another event there in March. Um, it's so cool. Is it back open to the public yet? Or are you guys still, is it We're limited? still, you know, we're, we've opened it up to the staff now. And the next step is going to be opening it to the public. So we're not quite there yet. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Well, once it's, once it's open, it, well, it's even cool to walk around. If you, if you go to the trails at Ramapo and just take a stroll yeah. through uh, that little footpath to get to the schoolhouse. And it is such a cool area too, because you know, when you, when you get to the schoolhouse, you're at the Western side of Bergen County and everything leading up to it is kind of packed suburbia. And right. then you hit this park and the park yeah. goes for like seven miles uh, right. over the Ramapo mountains. And uh, you don't ever cross a road. You, you get to Ringwood and you're in Skylands Botanical Gardens and everything. Yes. And on that side, it's like, whoa, all of a sudden we're in rural America. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you go out in the next town by me, West Milford, and it's like really rural. So I anyway. love it. Well, you know, you know how much I love those trails over there. It's probably my favorite area in New Jersey. And uh, we hosted a virtual race back, I think it must have been February and March where you can take the GPS and go explore the area. So if you're interested in a crazy adventure, I did this with Jessica and Kaylin. There is an ultra that you can do. It's a complete loop that circumnavigates all of the parks. So you've got Norman Green um, up to, what's that one over there? The North one. I always oh, forget right. the name. Long Pond Ironworks. Long Pond, yep. Long Pond, then it connects to top of Ringwood at the gardens and the manor and then you go all the way down Ramapo and connect it back you see the castle ruins and everything um so that's really cool but um okay Don talk to us about the development of the trail conference group runs I'm so I mean you know how much I love it it has really yeah. exploded this past year especially and, and I know you've had to limit sizes with the pandemic and everything but mm -hmm. how did that whole thing develop and what's your vision for it um because you're the yeah, mastermind yeah. behind it thank you um it's not that big a deal but it's uh it, it's just it's a lot of fun uh but the the idea behind it is that you know we have we have all the um trail conference members who are um you know huge number of baby boomers and and you know baby boomers plus, um, who are loyal to the organization. They're helping to keep uh, the trails open through their support, um, but they are rapidly aging out. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I know as a fundraiser in particular um, that, you know, most of us don't really reach philanthropic age until we're pretty well into our forties, you know, and, um, but you've got to you've got to make people aware. You've got to help the next generation make a connection um, between uh, the trails and and uh, and the organization. So I really wanted to 
first of all, also bring in the trail running community uh, mm. into the fold because um, I don't want, you know, I, I want the, the hikers and the trail runners to, to be friends and to, to always play nice. And they do play pretty nicely. It's the right. mountain bikers are a little bit more of a stretch uh, <laughs> sometimes. But, uh, but I think that the thing of it is, is that hikers and trail runners, like we have a physical connection to the earth. We're not pushing pedals. Mm. We are connected to the ground. And I think there is something to that. Um, and uh, we're just seeing it at a faster pace. And I find also that trail runners uh, also love to hike. Like we'll run something, say that was awesome. Now I want to go hike it and like really right. see it in detail. Um, so I love trail running and I, I wanted to bring people into the, into the trail conference uh, in that way. And, you know, selfishly, I just really love the energy of the trail running community. Um, so for me, it's like the best of both worlds to be able to lead both types of groups. I love that. Can you share a little details on like what exactly, like what's the schedule? Where do you guys go? How can people get involved in, like sure. if, they want, if they want to go on a group run with you guys? So um, the, first, the first thing is to find us. Um, we're, uh, we're on Facebook and we have a Facebook group. The Facebook group is called Trail Conference Trail Runs. Long name, Trail Conference Trail Runs. <laughs> But if you search it, uh, you'll find us and you can join and we'll, we'll accept you right away. Um, but, uh, you know, then in our events, we do monthly events. At least once a month, we will do a group run. And they're typically going to go to places where we are either doing some cool work or we just finished some cool work or we're, gonna, we're going to be doing some cool work. Uh, I know in April, uh, you came with us, Kim. And we were doing uh, we were doing that loop around the Palisades, the views yes, of Hudson. Yes. And uh, and we did an old trail, a nasty little old trail. And I said, next time we run this, it's right. going to be amazing because right. uh, that piece of land we tried to save it, we couldn't save it. Um, it's now turning into a development, and so we saved another piece of land with the help of other organizations right up against the Palisades, and so. Mm the trail crews have been working, working, working on this for like two years. And it's an amazing trail run to, uh, to go from the Palisades around to the Hudson River um, with the cliffs on one side and the yes. boulders and stuff. So, um, so we go to places like that um, every month. Uh, you speak about the castle ruins in, in August, uh, we're gonna do uh, the castle ruins, I think August 7th. Um, and we're gonna do a run around, around that area because a lot of work has just been completed there. And we just keep rotating around. We do some east of the Hudson. Uh, we do uh, you know, some in New York state, like uh, we did our Squatch preview run uh, yep. last weekend. Um, and then we do quite a fair number of them in New Jersey as well. Um, and since the organization is beginning to do more and more things um, farther south in New Jersey, um, we've got lots of places to explore there too. I love it. it. It's so great. You know, you guys, you do such a great job. I know Kim helps you lead. It's nice because you do accommodate paces. So like oftentimes the, the groups that I've, the group runs that I've come to, it kind of naturally splits into two groups where uh, you're leading a little bit quicker and longer. And then Kim is leading a little bit slower pace and a little bit shorter, uh, which I love that because it really makes it um, accessible, I think, to different types of paces, ages, people. Yeah, it's it's fun. Kim is uh, Kim is a great partner in that. Uh, Kim Kim Weiss, um, but she uh, yeah. What we really try to do is to to 
find a loop that can be a flex loop. So we can all be running together, but we have times where we separate out and, and then, you know, we can uh, pick up a faster pace and get more distance in. Um, doesn't always work, uh, you know, with the terrain and with the trail system, but um, more often than not, it does. Yes, so. and, and Kim just put in the chat, fun pace, fun pace. <laughs> yeah, we got the fun group and the frenzy group, so. <laughs> fun and frenzy, that's right. <laughs> That's so awesome. And then how about, let's talk a little bit about your hiking group because you also lead monthly hikes with the West Milford group. So what's, the, right. what's the story with, with that crew? Yeah, so it started off being a group. Um, I, I used to lead two hiking clubs. Uh, one was a fast hiking club and one was a slower hiking club. And the slower hiking club was designed to um, explore the peaks of West Milford Township, which sounds very limiting until you go to West Milford Township and you go, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine one township um, that's 81 square miles. Mm. Now imagine that that township is two thirds preserved open space. Okay, a third of it or 30% of it is owned by the Newark watershed and the rest of it is state park lands and preserves and stuff. That's West Milford, it's New Jersey. It's, you know, it's hard to believe. Right. Uh, so we would hike the 13 peaks of West Milford, actually now 17. And I had written a cheesy little book uh, back, you know, 2006 or so uh, called West Milford Baker's Dozen. Um, and it was like a tally sheet. You would do the 13, climb the 13 towering mountains of West Milford, which were actually pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, complete your tally sheet. And uh, and it was designed to promote local business as well. So we had sponsors of each peak. You'd go to their business, they'd give you a little stamp in your book and, you know, I love and that. submit it and get your, your certificate. Um, books out Does of print. Does that still go on? Time. Does that still happen? Uh, the book is out of print and I don't, I haven't had time to re, you know, rewrite it. The trails have changed a bit, but, you know, one day soon, or if awesome. I hit the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also have another book I've got over there on my bookshelf. Um, do you want to talk about that? How did that come about and um it's such okay. a great resource and you can tell uh kim kim's been awesome in the chat she's dropping some links so maybe there's a link to the book as well um but i love it i'm, I'm referencing it all time especially the last couple of weeks with our harriman race coming up oh cool yeah all right well so the book is called circuit hikes in harriman and you know I, what i noticed is that there were a lot of books that uh included harriman um as part of like hikes in the hudson valley uh, and there it was a wonderful book called Harriman Trails, which is a uh, it's kind of a historic document uh, of, of Harriman. And it describes each trail like the Encyclopedia Britannica from A to Z, you know, from Arden Sherbridge to whatever the Z is, you know. Uh -huh. uh, and um, but it wasn't really a hiking guide, per se. It was more like a, a reference manual of sorts. Um, and I thought. Why don't we, Harriman is such a big park. We could do like 38 hikes in this park um, and we could do uh, loops that are, uh, that are for running, that are really good for running. Um, so that's what I did was I created Circuit Hikes in Harriman and it has, you know, 20 some chapters of, of hikes and then another like nine chapters of trail runs. Um, and, you know, one car or take the train to get there and you could finish it. So um, it was the right place at the right time. I love it. it. It's so it's so easy to follow. First of all, I mean, the details are phenomenal, but then you also provide maps 
um, of those sections and they're very easy to understand as well. Um, and it's a great supplement to the trail conference map, which if you know me at all, I'm like a broken record with how great the resources are that you guys put out. Um, I own, I think every map and then probably all of them on Avenza as well. Um, and it's amazing, like how many people I meet out on the trail, which just happened. I was out at Harriman the other day and these people were clearly lost. They had no idea where they were. And they're like, are we close to the road? I'm like, well, what, what road are you looking for? <laughs> you know, they're like, well, we parked down by a road. I was like, hold on, let me pull out my Avenza map on the phone. And they're, and you know, every time people are like, what is Avenza? How do you, how do you get Avenza? Um, and I go through that, but um, what, you know, why don't we share? Cause I'm sure yeah. there's people listening who don't know what Avenza is. So let's, okay. uh, let's chat about that. Sounds good. And let me go back a half a step too. Cause the, yeah, um, yeah. with the book, um, what, what you get with the book is you get a map of the, of the loop itself. And then you get an elevation profile. So you can actually, because the map doesn't tell you that much by itself, but you can see if, you know, how steep it's going to be and where the, where the pain is going to come um, and other, other information. Um, but the Avenza maps are basically the, the trail conferences maps on your phone. Um, we're going to have some news about that coming up, but I can't talk about it yet, but there's, there, Ooh. there's more to come. Um, and, you know, the idea being, uh, that you can get a trail conference quality map uh, on your phone and use it in a park like Harriman where you large parts of it, you have absolutely no cell reception. Right. Um, so it just uses the GPS signal. Um, you know, it uh, doesn't do everything that like Strava does, but it, it's really good. And the data is, is up to date, you know, so it's accurate um, because it's checked by the people who make the trails. So that's a good thing. Exactly. And I, I don't want to bash other apps, but far superior to perhaps one called All Trails or Some Trails. <laughs> Avenza is, is fantastic. And I use it. I always I always have it on my phone ready to go. And like you said, the, the benefit is you don't need cell service. So you can pull it up when you're out in the Catskills or at Harriman and you don't have cell reception. Yeah. It's really, it's really fun. Um, there's actually, did, did you know this? There's a reference to the trail conference maps in Bill Bryson's book, A Walk in the Woods. Um, I did not know that. He really? was suffering his way through Pennsylvania and uh -huh. he crossed at the Delaware Water Gap. And he, he said it was like the Holy Lands, you know, he, he crossed into the land of the New York, New Jersey trail conference. And beautiful, <laughs> colorful maps. It's really funny. Um, but it's in the book. So That's awesome. Um, okay, guys, if you are watching live on Facebook, feel free to drop some questions in there. We got about 20 minutes left, so I can read them to Don. Don, I've got a question for you. I'm curious, if you had to pick one trail, you can only pick one trail, what is your favorite trail in New York and your favorite one in New Jersey? And you can pick if it's hiking or trail running because they're different experiences. But if, you, if we had to nail you down, what okay. would you say for New York and New Jersey? All right. Well, in New Jersey, I'd have to say, you know, um, certain parts of the Highlands Trail, um, mm -hmm. because it's so many trails at, at one time and it takes you through such beautiful stuff, you know, and uh, maybe a close second in New Jersey would be the Barefoot, uh, Barefoot Loop Trail, uh, the new yeah. one. Um, and, and also Abram Hewitt with that 
that loop in there. Those are those are just so gorgeous. gorgeous. So gorgeous. Um, for trail running, I really love Way Wayanda, but you know. Um, right, I knew you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, in New York, you know, for running, I really, really enjoy running um, the Sterling Forest uh, multi-use uh, trail, mm-hmm. and this is something like that's that's coming right right as we speak. Um, we're working on connecting that up to another loop trail system, the McKeague's Meadow loop system, and it okay. already does connect to the Sterling uh, Sterling Lake uh, loop. So. Mm-hmm. What you can do or what you'll be able to do very soon is uh, to easily do a 20 mile um, like tri-figure eight loop um, wow. through that part of the park. And it's very quiet there other than the mountain bikers and, and the multi-use section. Um, and it's just like so much fun. It's just a carnival ride for your feet all the way. So I love <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but uh, gosh, you know, I love so many trails in the Adirondacks in New York. Um, I think the Finger Lakes trails are so underrated. Mm. Uh, they're, they're really awesome. Um, some of the Western Catskill trails. Um, and I just like, I like the good old Escarpment Trail. I think that's such a cool, a cool trail. Uh, I love the Devil's Path, but it's gotten, it's getting pretty beat up and busy uh, these yeah. days. So, right. Yeah. Well, speaking of, speaking of that, I know we chatted offline about bringing this up. Um, one of the things I've loved about trail conference, you guys hopped on this whole zoom thing as well over the last year and you've hosted multiple seminars and one of them, well, actually, I think you did it once or twice was, uh, some of the, uh, less traveled trails, because we all know if you've been on the trails, uh, for a number of years, the explosion that happened <laughs> this past year during the pandemic, we've just seen really, really high traffic on a lot of the, um, a lot of the trails, especially the really popular ones, you know, Mount Tammany, um, South yeah. Mountain Reservation, it's just exploded in you, which, is, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> just have to say bless Jessica for taking care of uh, the Tammany Trail. Oh my right? Gosh. She, she yeah. needs to get like volunteer of the year for 2020. For sure. I know she's picked up so much trash at, <laughs> at Tammany, scrubbed off graffiti and, and all that. So um can we take a few minutes to talk about you know obviously we can't go into the whole webinar that you did but we Uh can chat a little bit about you know some of the things that you shared on those calls for sure for sure um you know uh just among us us family here um you know on the new jersey side the west milford trails still haven't been that that discovered yet Mm. uh you go right across into harriman and it's a whole other ball game um you know, but uh, those are less traveled trails still and, and definitely worth checking out. Um, I hope that they stay, stay a little under the radar for a while. Uh, uh, the, other, the other part, everybody, we all love the gunks. We love the gunks mm-hmm. so much, you know, Minnewaska. Um, you know, Mohunk isn't terribly crowded because you have to pay for it. But, uh, you know, if you're looking for trails in the gunks, um, I really love the trails that are just south of Minnewaska, just south of Sam's Point. Um, and my group, uh, the uh, West Milford 13ers, is going to be hiking. Um, we'll be hiking in Mohunk the one day doing Rock Rift Crevice, which is nice and quiet in the, in the middle of the woods. And then the second day, we're going to be in Wurtsboro State Forest, Rusa Gap, um, Rusa Gap State Forest with the, the fire tower. 
and then heading up into Schwangunk uh, Ridge State Forest. Mm. Uh, so that's all along the SRT, the Schwangunk Ridge Trail. Um, and it's totally different. Like you, you try to get into Sam's Point, you get there an hour ahead and yes. maybe you'll get in. Whereas, you know, you can just pull right into Schwangunk Ridge State Forest. So. Mm -hmm. um, so that's pretty cool. And certainly the Western Catskills, you know, you're not gonna get the high peaks effect um, but they are just beautiful and, and quiet. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing once you start, like I went to, um, like I said, Harriman the other day, I, I usually never go on the weekends because it's just a madhouse, but mm -hmm. it just happened that I was there and I went and um, I couldn't, I mean, it, it really, it, fe it felt like a, like a Disney world theme park <laughs> around um, the lake and the carousel area. Um, oh yeah it's nuts. But, um, if you just like, I was doing a loop where I was traveling, um, South and over, I guess it was probably like Timp and West mountain. It's totally different because it's not like right next to bear mountain. Um, so you really gotta, I think it's worth expanding and checking out some new spots. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, where the race is, uh, on Saturday, you know, yeah. it's still Harriman. But it's quieter. It's quieter yes. on the Ramapo Dunderberg Trail, and um, you know, and some of those uh, some of those lakes, Lake Northern Lake Sebago and uh, lakes Lake uh, Scenanto and those yep. places. Yeah, let's chat about the the race loop a little bit. So, like I mentioned in your intro, you are the mastermind behind those loops. So, do you want to give uh, kind of an overview of what runners are going to experience on those those two loops? Sure. Let's. Uh, why don't we start, we'll start with the, uh, with the shorter one, with the seven miler. Um, so we're gonna be meeting in uh, a little town park called uh, Powerhouse Park in Tuxedo, uh, right across from Tuxedo Park, uh, where, <laughs> <laughs> where the gates are. And uh, so we're gonna run through the East Village of Tuxedo into Harriman, uh, Harriman State Park. And uh, so you got about four miles to get your, get your lungs ready. For the big uphill yeah. that's going to hit you, um, and then you'll see uh, you'll see people working uh, on the steps. They'll get out of your way so you can run by. Um, but they're they're rebuilding the Rampo Dunderberg Trail there, mm. and um, and you run up Rampo Dunderberg for a little bit, then you duck off onto the Yellow Triangle Trail, and that is just such a wild uh, trail. You start out hearing the, the New York Thruway, but that rapidly fades, and you're you're in the middle of the deep forest, crossing mm. uh, crossing brooks, and um, yeah, just continuing to climb all the way up to the top of the ridge, up to uh, Parker Cabin Mountain area, um, and you know, so when you get up to Parker Cabin Mountain, um, there's there will be someone there to check you, make sure you've you know made it by the cutoff point, and from that point on, you're going to be following this beautiful kind of ridgetop trail um, across Parker Cabin Mountain, Black Ash Mountain. Uh, there are some beautiful views. There's actually some quite rugged uh, sections there, um, but you know, largely runnable. And, uh, and then you'll come down off that into Black Ash Swamp, which is pretty. So now you've done a bit of descending and you're gonna have uh, mostly descending on the way back, um, but with a beautiful view of tuxedo come back down the mountain, right down to, you know, where the steps are, where you, where you first entered the woods, back on the road and finish in Powerhouse Park. Um, that's the seven miler. 
Um, the half marathon um, does the exact same course up all the way up to the top of Parker Cabin Mountain, but instead of turning back and heading home, um, you head out over Parker Cabin Mountain into a gap um, where uh, there will be an aid station um, and the people will have hiked in to, uh, to serve yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you'll follow the victory trail because you're going to win victory. Um, <laughs> take you past beautiful Lake Scenanto, um, then through it has an island on it. It's so beautiful. Mm. And you'll cross some terrain, get over to um, Lake Sebago. You'll briefly pass that. And then you've got a nice smooth downhillish uh, woods road section to the second aid station, which is all the way down by Johnson Town Circle, which is close to um, uh, Reeves Meadow, if you know where that right. is, where all the gazillions of cars park, but you won't see them because you'll be off in the woods a bit. Yeah. Um, second aid station, fuel up there because you got, uh, you got some work ahead of you. Um, you begin climbing uh, a little peak called uh, Almost Perpendicular with beautiful views. Um, yeah. Then you climb some more uh, on your way up to um, Claudius Smith Den and, and Rock, um, mm. which is where the revolutionary outlaw Claudius Smith and his band of outlaws uh, hid out in the woods. And then you swing back over to the Ramapo Dunderberg Trail and follow the same route as the Seven Milers back down the hill, past the steps, uh, and then the road back to um, to Powerhouse Park. So. That is a perfect recap of the race. <laughs> it's so cool. You know, I was, I was out there the other day and again, just struck about, you really described the, the, um, the yellow trail so well, like it's just an expansive remote woods. It feels like just old deep woods. I don't know how to describe it. If you got to be there, I know there's going to be other people around during the race, but um, if you can get out there by yourself, it's really, um, it's an incredible trail just to kind of be still and soak it in, you know, it's, it's a really special place and, and the views are incredible for the half marathon and, and that the Claudius Den was, I mean, it's, it's so big, you, you're just walking by it and then all of a sudden it's this huge, huge, these huge boulder rock formation and you just, you try to take, I tried to take a picture, it doesn't even fit into the, <laughs> the, uh, the lens of the camera. Yeah, it's a massive cliff. And uh, yeah, the Deep Hollow, the Triangle Trail goes through an area called Deep Hollow. And uh, it's not old growth forest, but it's it's pretty old, mature forest. And, and that gives you that feel. Exactly. It also has that darkness from being on the darker side of yes. the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I, I do have to say, I think both of us saw quite a bit of uh, a bear poop on the trail. So there are some other critters who are out there. Yep. Um, the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <They do. laughs> awesome. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk for a minute about the Ramapo Dunderberg Trail. You referenced it earlier, but um, for this race, if you're not familiar with Sasquad, we always partner. We have a charity or nonprofit partner. We have been supporting the trail conference uh, since day one in 2018, and now it's grown to. <laughs> you're welcome. Now it's grown to several races that we are supporting them with, and. Specifically, this is going to be raising funds for the restoration of the Ramapo Dunderberg Trail. So can you walk us through what is that what does that trail work look like? What are the funds raising? How is that going to be applied to the project? Okay, great. Yeah. So the Ramapo Dunderberg Trail, I I think it may be my favorite trail in Harriman. Um, not just because of the history of it, but because it's so 
so remote. It's in the middle of the woods. Like, you know, I've done the Suffern Bear Mountain Trail. It's a nice trail, but it looks down on Rockland County. When you're on the Ramapo Dunderbird Trail, you have Harriman all around you and mm. it's taking you 23 miles or so. I forget the exact number, but uh, from, from Tuxedo to the Hudson River, you know, right. and it just gets more and more dramatic as you go. Um, but this trail, which was the first ever built in the park, and as I said, which le led to the building of the Appalachian Trail, um, it's 100 years old. And particularly the Western um, section of it, the Western escarpment, um, is just being loved to death, uh, mm. you know, by people. Um, it's being, you know, weather and uh, erosion and climate change and all things are affecting this old trail structurally. So we are doing a full structural rebuild of that Western escarpment uh, in many, many places. Uh, just to give you an idea of what that means, um, when, you, when you have a trail like that, you, you cut um, rock from bigger rocks and, and turn them into stone steps uh, mm. because it's too expensive and too difficult to bring gigantic stone steps that you see um, in from some quarry, you know, and right. hoist them up. So they quarry that rock, turn it into stone steps and, and place it there. But before they do all that stuff, um, they dig down into the soil about, you know, six inches or maybe nine inches uh, and remove the big rocks, remove the uh, topsoil. Um, mm. and, and then they break those rocks down into like little uh, tennis ball sized uh, stones. And they use that to under armor the trail. So you've got this super armored trail underneath then they harvest uh, what's called, um, uh, we call it peanut butter soil, but it's a, it's a compacting non-topsoil type soil deeper down. And they put that on top of it. And that, the more you walk on it, the more it becomes like cement in terms of uh, how, it, how it holds up. And then they put in erosion control, steps, uh, crib wall where necessary to, to hold up the thing. And you know it's a huge amount of work, but when you do it, like it's built to last another hundred years. So that's the kind of stuff that we're doing there um, right now on the Western Escarpment. And once we finish that area uh, up to the Tuxedo View, we'll be able to do a lot of different spot fixes uh, up on the mountain in the middle of the trail. Um, but that's, that's you know, we, we have uh, a grant from New York State, which is helping us do uh, parts of phase one and phase two, but we still have to raise money from the, the general public because New York is just not that generous <laughs> to be able to give us all the money. Um, and so you, by, by running this race, are, are helping us to, to get that done. And we really, really appreciate it. As we, That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's so special, too, that we actually get to run on the trail that is going to be, you know, getting the trail work done. Yeah, some of the work uh, is also being done on the Triangle Trail. So when you see, like, what looks like whoop de doos uh, on the trail, there are actually erosion uh, controls uh, being put in place there. So that's awesome. You'll, you'll see that. I love that. Well, let's take um, the last few minutes to talk about how can the trail running community and hikers as well, how can we get involved to support the efforts of the trail conference? Give us some like really practical, tangible ways that we can start connecting with the trail conference. Appreciate that. Um, well, one thing you can do is, is check out the website. Um, it's not the, not the most uh, easy website to remember, but it's nynjtc.org. So think New York, New Jersey Trail Conference. 
nyjtc.org. Um, and that'll, that'll be a good start because there are lots of ways to get engaged from there. Um, if you wanna volunteer, you can click on the volunteer uh, button and um, find all kinds of opportunities near you. Good way to give back your time. Um, and I, you know, people often apologize to me. A lot of our donors will say, I'm so sorry I can't be volunteering on the trails. But the fact of the matter is it takes, it takes volunteer time and it takes money. Mm. Um, so if you're in a position to be a generous donor to the organization, that has a huge impact on our ability to, to do work. Uh, we actually are doing pretty okay on our volunteers now. We, we had a record number of 2,500 uh, wow. volunteers last year. So, so that's good, but um, time or money is, is a great way to get involved. Um, you know, buy the maps and books that every little bit helps. Um, and, you know, just we'll, we'll have events going on. There's lots of ways to have fun. Uh, we have a big gala coming up for it to celebrate the hundredth year anniversary. So if you'd like to throw in the fancy duds, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's in October. Um, and just, you know, coming to, uh, Kim's races, Kim, a lot of Kim's races, uh, are trail conference benefit races. So you'll learn a lot there. And if you're at the race on Saturday, um, I'll be there and, and we can talk more trails. That's awesome. And, I, you know, we've talked about this offline. I've been so blown away um, by the amount of donations we've received just on Ultra Sign Up alone. That was something I started adding this last year was a little add on feature where when you're registering, you can choose to make a donation. And 100 uh, percent of that obviously goes to um, the designated charity. Um, but, man. And I've shared the numbers with you. You guys are just so generous. It's it's incredible. I would say, um, I forget the percentage, but it was at least like 70 to 80% of registrations chose to do that add-on feature of making a donation. So wow, it's really, it's really incredible. And we have it scaled. You can donate just five bucks all the way up to a hundred. And we've seen every donation amount um, that we offer. So uh, thank you guys. We really appreciate that. And um, I think- yeah, that if I can just say something here yeah, too, yeah. I, mean, I, I, you know, I, I know race directing is really hard work and uh, all the race directors, you know, deserve, deserve a hand for what they do. But Kim, you have really uh, changed the dynamic of trail running and, you know, it, you know, it's great to do, to run the North face and, you know, they, they, they ran, they ran a nice event. Um, but when I have a chance to give to a race, that's, uh, you know, that's going to a smaller race director like yourself, as opposed to a corporation. And then on top of that, when I find out that you're giving back to all these different charities, um, it's just awesome. And, and it's catching on, it's getting the attention of other race directors. And it's a beautiful thing. Thank you. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 uh, I'm coming up on the taper for my big race. So I'm really emotional. That was really kind of you, John, uh, Don, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, it is a pleasure. And I, I've always said since day one, if you, if you can give, you should, you know, and, and I think that's, that's been a pillar stone of Sasquad that we can give back. We're in a position to do that. And also just to provide the opportunity, like having that add on of registration. Cause a lot of times, like we've, we've said tonight, people just don't know. They don't know about the trail conference. They don't know the work that you guys are doing. And um, Don, I'm so, I'm so thankful you reached out a few years ago. And um, we were talking today about some 
exciting ideas, which I'm not going to say publicly, but in the next couple of years, you're going to see some really cool things that we're going to collaborate on. And um, it's just been, it's been an awesome ride. So I, I appreciate you, Don, all that you've done for Sasquatch and the trail running community. Appreciate you too. So um, I'll, I'll just give you guys the, uh, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll give those um, websites again and, and yes, information. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, so uh, the website is nynjtc.org. Um, the groups are Trail Conference Trail Runs, okay, on Facebook. And the other Facebook group is West Milford 13ers, like 13ERS Hiking Group. Awesome. That's great. No, that's perfect. Anytime I get a chance to recommend the group runs, I always do that. I was just talking with a runner the other day who's saying, I'm looking to explore new trails with new people. It's like, I've got the group for you. Get out your Facebook. I'm going to put you on uh, online right now. So cool. uh, Don, thank you so much. This has been a fantastic evening and um, we got everything. We had a history lesson. We got your backstory on your personal journey. And we got a preview of Harriman. I think we covered all the bases tonight. Yeah, thank you guys for watching. Much appreciated. Awesome. Thanks for doing this, Kim. Absolutely, absolutely. So, all right, guys, you can, uh, as always, find out more about us, SasquatchTrailRunning.com. Remember those websites, go to the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference site as well. Uh, we have links to them on our registration page as well. Um, so if we uh, don't see you on Saturday, make sure you look us up our other events that are going on and we'd love to have you come out. And uh, if you can't come out to our races, check out the amazing work the trail conference is doing. Get, get to one of their group runs or hikes and uh, just find a way to get plugged in to this awesome community. So, all right guys, until we see you again, keep it squatchy.